Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. And Nels does not give a fuck. Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful year of 1977. I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. 1977 was not as good for me. It was great for you. 1974 <laughs> was terrible. <laughs> you don't know. You weren't alive then. No, I wasn't. I'm too young. Jen, good morning. Uh, it's actually morning. All right. It is. It's 1130. That counts as morning, right? Yeah, it's morning. Yeah. Technically, actually morning. So, uh, winter has come back around. <laughs> I see that. Um, I'm in Northeast Pennsylvania and it's snowing. <laughs> and so, it is April 16th. April 16th, it's snowing. So there's that. Um, our poll is ending today in the Mimi Bees. Looks like I'm watching fucking war games. It's just a good movie, Aim. I don't know what else to tell you. It's going to be a lot of dead air on my it's I don't know what you think. It's like computers in the eighties. I don't know what you think is so sophisticated about it that you're I don't not think gonna it's understand. Sophisticated. I think it's boring. Okay, so most people disagreed with that. I'm disappointed in my jury that I take everywhere with. I me. love that this backfired on you. I love it. Did you see Ely was a traitor? She didn't vote for war games. No, but she didn't vote for Young Guns too. <laughs> is that what they were supposed to do? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. I just let people freely pick what they think is the best movie, which is clearly War Games. Well, so hold on. We're going to do this live right now because... Oh, we I'm are. Gonna, okay. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what we're doing because what we're doing is we're going to do War Games then on the main feed, right? Yes. And the runner-up is going to be on Patreon. What's the runner-up so So far? let's see. I hope it's fucking Mannequin. I don't care. I'll watch Mannequin. <laughs> I hope it's not Young Guns. Runner up is Mannequin. (laughs) Unless we have four votes that come in today for Teen Wolf, we got Mannequin. (laughs) For Teen Wolf. (laughs) Come on, Teen Wolf. (laughs) Never thought I'd say that sentence. All right, no announcements, right? We're good? We're going into it? Well, you made an announcement about the poll, but I feel like they probably already watched it by the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, you've already seen it. Because of but our whole time time shift thing. The time warp. But at least you're getting our reactions to it. Yeah. And know that I'm angry. If something happens and I end up liking war games. It's a good movie. 
I'll good be movie. really surprised. Well, I love how you put up this poll under the guise of trying to like be objective and fair, but you really mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. a measure of loyalty. Yes. Where I did yes. not approach it that way. I'm just like, it's a really good movie and I think other people believe that. I'm I'm like the McCarthy commission. Like I'm sitting there looking to see who's who's in bed with you. And they're all on my list now. <laughs> or who thinks War Game is a good movie. I mean, they'll be rewarded for their loyalty regardless. <laughs> but it is actually a good movie, and that's why people probably voted for it. Unlike Young Guns 2. Young Guns 2 is fantastic. Okay. Okay. All right, Jen. Today we continue our look at Little House on the Prairie with Season 4, Episode 12, Here Come the Brides. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Jen? Written, written by John Duncan, directed by William Clax. Claxton. We also had a teleplay again. Yeah, there was. I didn't even write that down. I'm sick of that crap. (laughs) The description reads, Adam Sims and his son Luke move into town. Adam and Miss Beetle quickly fall in love, while Luke and Nellie develop a whirlwind romance of their own. Luke is a decent young man and very loyal to Nellie, but when Harriet does not approve of this farm boy, the young couple make secret plans to elope. I have a question. I do too. Go ahead. Are they related to the Sims? Yes, that was going to be my question. <laughs> like, is this is this their like descendants? Why do we just have one surname for all the visitors? And it's not like it's like a wildly common surname, right? Like, it's not Smith know. or Johnson or Lightbulb or whatever Simpson. you think their name should be. <laughs> but they, uh, I mean, it's it's a small town, and the Sims were there for like four hundred years. It's yeah. got to. They have to be related to them. Maybe I have a question for you. Okay. This is great content. This is great content. Oh, oh. My question was, did you remember this episode? I I remembered parts of it. I did too. I remembered the Justice of the Peace. Yes, I remember that whole thing when Harry is trying to shoot him. Yes. Which was crazy. When they're getting undressed in the hotel room. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't remember like the details of what led up to everything, but yeah. Jen, Sleepy Eye has two hotels. Is that, was that Sleepy Eye? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, we open on a schoolyard where the kids are playing baseball, and we see a father and son pull up. Laura, who's the makeshift ambassador for Walnut Grove, runs up and greets them. Dude's name is Luke Sims, and he's 40, easily. Luke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, right. The kid. Yeah. I don't I, know, he's I'm probably gonna, 30. Yeah, I'm going to say 32, 33. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Dude did nothing with his life, so I couldn't find anything. Did you find out when he was born? No. He did like this and like another guest spot in one other show. Wow. Yeah. All right. So as soon as we see him in his overalls looking all Johnny Johnson, we get the twangy music. The twangy music music is back. Now, one of the Mimis told us what that instrument is. And we didn't absorb that knowledge. I did not absorb it, but it is so bad. I'm going to say it's classist. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. And I don't like it. As a, a country, lot, I mean, there's a lot of classes. As a country dweller, I don't like it. Yeah, you're a big country dweller. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I literally could look out my back window and see a major interstate. Yeah. You're not a, that's not a country dweller. <laughs> but this is more country than I've ever lived. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a sewer. We do well in septic. People burn their garbage up here. It's pretty country. Okay. We don't burn our garbage. We put it out. But, okay. you know, we have coyotes on our in our yard. Do you? Do they yes. attack Lafayette Beetle yet? They do not. Okay. They do not. Because Timmy took an old piece of a Home Depot parking lot light. 
and attached it to the deck on a remote control switch, and it lights up the yard like Kmart. And now we keep all the animals away. Okay. Thanks for that update. (laughs) Okay. So we hear the, I'm going to call it the twangy hick music. I'm not happy about it. No. That's all I'm going to say. And we don't need music behind everything. Well, we don't need music to cue us in on their farmers. No, and we don't need music we behind they say every that. scene. It's annoying. Oh, they're, they're starting to do that a lot. And I feel like that was a big thing in the 80s. So as we get bad. to the 80s seasons, like, you're going to see that a lot. Yeah. So Nellie introduces herself to Luke, and I wrote, he's literally not wearing shoes. I just don't buy the Nellie fascination here. I just don't, I don't buy either. it. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, knowing what we know about her up to this time, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. Nellie tells Laura she should not speak first to the boys, but let them talk to her first. And Laura says Nellie is old-fashioned and dumb. (laughs) You know, she's not wrong. Inside, Mr. Sims, the father, tells Miss Beadle that since the boy's mother died, he hasn't had a woman's touch in his life. And I wrote, he does realize she's only going to be teaching him right like this is not a mary Kay letourneau situation <laughs> i just have his nelly macking on this farmer and his miss beetle macking on this uh, this guy like this is a hungry schoolhouse like what is going on <laughs> like what it's like the sim showed up and have some kind of pheromone thing going on like what is you know what i mean it's so instantaneous and strange yes what'd you think of the father okay so i thought the father was better looking and i'm like does that mean i'm old <laughs> Okay, I thought the father was better looking, yeah. too. I'm like, How no, old do you I'm think old. the father is? Probably about my age, 45. 38. No! 30 <laughs> fucking eight. Oh, no. Oh, 38. Okay. And that kid's at least 30. So how does right. that work? So I don't I don't think the kid looks 15. I think he looks 30, but I think the person <laughs> I think is 46 looks better. So I'm like, I'm getting older now. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Miss Beetle steps on Luke's bare feet as she walks out, and she's like, uh, where are your shoes? And he tells her, he doesn't fancy shoes. He doesn't fancy shoes. Mm-mm. I guess he, shoes were optional then. I know. Then Mr. Sims does this creepy, but I like Mr. Sims. I do too. Yep, I do too. Like, I he's think like, I I'll, he's like, he's like, I'll buy him shoes. He just doesn't want to wear them. I think I would be taken in by him. Yeah, you probably would. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's like, I feel real good about my boy being in your hands. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Then he walks off, and Miss Beetle looks him up and down. Oh my as God, Miss Beetle! Well, we know we know how she is. She had that whole thing going on. She's making out with the guy in the schoolroom. She banged Jim Morrison. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, in the class, Miss Beetle introduces Luke and asks where he could sit. Nellie whips Willie off of their bench. <laughs> that was great. No, <laughs> Willie goes flying onto the ground. Willie goes flying, and she's like, "Miss Beetle, he could sit here." Okay. After school, they're playing baseball again, and Nellie is super impressed. I'm just not buying it. I know. I'm just not buying it. She gives him some candy, and she's talking to Mary about him, and she's like, isn't he a fine specimen, essentially? She doesn't really say that, but... And Mary's just like, "Eh, whatever. Dude, I have a test to study for. Leave me alone. And I'm thinking to myself, you gotta keep the boys locked up around Mary. He'll be all over her. Well, in the past... I feel like Nell, like everything we know about Nellie, and if we compare it to past situations, she would be making fun of this kid. Yes, you're like, right. She made so fun strange. of J- Johnny Johnson. He looked exactly the yeah. same. Yeah, there was a couple of them that kind of had this profile. Guys, Johnny Johnson and this kid. I'm going to get a side by side. Okay, they look fine. exactly the same. Hairstyle, overalls, okay. no shoes. I feel like Johnny Johnson had a better personality. 
<laughs> like he was a little he more was a weirdo. He was a little more flamboyant. Okay, later at home, Nellie asks if she can have him to dinner. Seriously, Nellie? She's talking about inviting... how he's the nicest boy in school. What? Since You're... when does Nellie care about that? You're inviting this dude to Harriet Olson's dinner table. Yeah, come on, Nellie. That's why I thought at that point, I'm like, is this just a rebellious thing? Maybe. Like, to just piss off her mother. Maybe. I think it becomes that. I think it becomes that, too. So Nellie says it's not easy being the richest girl in town. And Harriet's like, oh boy, do I know that. (laughs) And then Harriet goes into this thing where she says, I have some of it here. Poor people don't understand the responsibilities of rich people. I'm paraphrasing. She says like people like us or something. Raising the spiritual and cultural standards for the community. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And then she's like, why haven't they been into our store Monopoly? Like, did they go somewhere else? Is there another store? Is our Monopoly broken? Where's the other store? Where's the other store? Well, I think that's what she's asking. Like, is there another store that we have to go stomp out? (sighs) Yeah. So Harriet gives in and says, yeah, he can come to dinner tomorrow night. Then we have a cute scene with Nels and Willie getting ready for dinner. I liked this. It was was cute. They're wearing suits and Willie's like questioning him like why and Nels is like we have to let women have their fuss and feathers every now and then and Willie goes I don't know why and Nels says well you work on it it will come to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Willie. You work on it. So Nellie's also getting ready and she's wearing like a ridiculous dress. Yeah they're all they're all dolled up. Luke arrives and is wearing the same exact same thing. Outfit. No shoes. Long johns and overalls overalls no shoes harriet's like oh she almost died uh they make small talk and luke says his father is a pig farmer and luke also eats the entire roast and half the bowl of mashed potatoes i love when willie says you're he must raise hogs too i know (laughs) can i say something about the roast and the mashed potatoes okay that's my favorite meal oh okay your favorite meal Yes, when I need like comfort food, when we just had it last night, roast, mashed potatoes, and like carrots. Like that's, that's weird because we never ate that at home. I know, but who used to make it all the time? I should know the answer to this, right? Grandma B. I don't remember that. Grandma, right, she B made spaghetti make, all the time. She made spaghetti all the time, but she also made roast and mashed potatoes all the time. I remember she always made peas. Peas were in everything. And then my first husband's mother made it all the time. For me, because it was my favorite. And my current husband's mother makes it all the time. Yeah, we never me. ate stuff like that. Because it's my favorite. Oh, it's my favorite. Mom didn't um, really cook when we were growing up. I yeah, I don't remember ate. eating much. Like, I don't know how I got so <laughs> overweight. Um, I will say this, though. I could. There are times in my life I could have eaten half a roast and half a bowl of those delicious I mean, he's, he's like supposedly, right? Like a 17, 18-year-old kid. Yeah, and he probably is hungry. I mean... I, when I was dating my husband, my ex-husband, he oh, had, yes, he had teenage brothers. Like we were in our twenties, but he had teenage brothers who were big guys. I can't believe what they would eat. <laughs> like they would eat in one dinner, his family, like what our family would eat in a week. It was yeah. insane. Now I will say my kids eat like birds and my yeah, husband eats yeah. like a bird. Yep. There's like, like I mean, these make... guys, I couldn't believe what they would, they would eat. Like his brother would eat. A dozen pierogies, like, as a snack. Oh, <laughs> like a stick of butter. Like, as a snack. After dinner. Yeah. Well, Harriet is appalled. It's probably a manner thing with Harriet. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, she probably doesn't care. 
Right. It's okay. A, it's a total. It's totally a manners thing because they're doing the passing around, and you give yep. it to the guest first, and like he has bad manners because he took a huge portion. Yes. Well, because she tells, I can't believe we're spending this much time on the roast, but she tells <laughs> Nels <laughs> to cut the roast, but to carve only four pieces. Yeah. So Nels carves four pieces, which doesn't make sense because there's five people. Maybe she right. said five. Nels carves those, and he takes the other he end. He takes the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like ten pieces. Mm-hmm. So, Jen, after dinner, did you catch this? They're looking at a Viewmaster. Yes. Well, it's not. It's not the same technology, but same idea. Yes. Yeah. And who had a Viewmaster? Grandma B. Grandma B. She had that one with all the travel stuff, which I think made me interested in traveling. So here's what I remember from that. She had one from Disney World. Mm-hmm. And there was the uh, Snow White ride. Yes. And the Wicked Witch, the witch was witch in one. The Witch Witch was a scary. And it used to scare me. Yeah, that scared you. used to cry about that. <laughs> I remember, though. This is what I mean. Like, back, I was listening to the episode where you accused me of slapping you to make you cry. Like, that all I, all I had to do was whip out a Viewmaster and you'd start crying. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's ridiculous. To think that what? you wouldn't be crying if you thought your parents were going to get divorced. <laughs> But I remember that, like, there was ones from Japan. Yeah, there was they were all Niagara over. Falls. There was mm-hmm. one, like, yeah, it was our, uh, Paris. I vividly remember the Paris ones. Mm-hmm. And, like, I always wanted to go to Paris, and I've been there many times. And Grandma B was a big traveler. She never left the country. Yeah. And she didn't get to really travel until she lost some dead weight. <laughs> right. Not in terms not of our her grandfather. Body, right. <laughs> but um, she she traveled a lot with like a she, little group of girlfriends. I think she used to go to the Caribbean. So I, I think she did. Yeah. She went to Key West. Like I remember her going to Alaska right on a mm-hmm. cruise. Yep. She went to Branson. Like she's been, you yeah. know, she went to a couple places. She used to go to nice. Key West every year. It was nice to see her be able to do that when she Yeah, because over. no one else in our family was a traveler. Like she was the only one that I think I got that from. Uh, Graham Parfrey Graham Graham went to New Jersey once, Jen, in 1956. Never, never, never left Scranton again. She she went to New York on that same trip. Right. It wasn't a trip. They were moving out there. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. And then she broke her foot while holding Uncle Bobby and still never dropped that baby. Of course. And never went to a doctor. Of course. And just let that foot heal. (laughs) Okay. And that caused her to move back to Scranton. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know how that's all related. I don't. don't. (laughs) All right. So dude leaves and Nellie's like, isn't Luke perfect? And Harriet has the biggest freak out. Best scream. That was amazing. I love it. I have it. It's going to be amazing. If you are not in the Mimi Bees, I will put it on Instagram. I sometimes put them on the Instagram That stories. was a good one. The uh, And I love when Luke's leaving. He's like, that was some swell eats, Mrs. Osa. Swell eats. Swell eats. Mm-hmm. She stomps. She screams. That she's was like, awesome. No, you're never seeing him again. Jen, I can't say I wouldn't have, have the same reaction. He's a nice kid. He's a nice kid. But if my kids brought someone home who's wearing dirty clothes and no shoes, I'd be like, come on. But this is 2021. Like, right. that probably wasn't that unusual that they weren't wearing. Like, like not I, having shoes on is <laughs> was more common then than it is now. I would not be opposed to a pig farmer. Um, yeah. Chances are, where we live, the kids might hook up with the farmer. I'm That's fine right. with that. I yeah. actually respect farming a lot. 
But no shoes? Mm-mm. But again, yeah, that would be really odd in 2021. You should do that. Just walk down the street in Brooklyn. You know no how I, shoes on. I I can't have no shoes on in my apartment. You, could you imagine me walking down the street with no shoes on? I get up from the couch to go to the kitchen. I have to put my shoes on. I have very sensitive feet. I do too. I'm weird about it. <laughs> All right. So Nellie's like, how am I never going to see him again? We go to school together. Good point. And Harriet says, the Sims are not our equals in any matter, shape, or form. I don't disagree with that, but probably for the different reasons that she's thinking of. Like, yep. they're way better people than Harriet Olson. Later, Jen, we see Nellie and Luke leaving school holding hands, and he asks her if she wants to go coon hunting again tonight. Okay. And she says yes, because it's fun, even if you don't catch anything. And I don't think she is a hunter or cares about that. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm just not buying this. Yeah. If this was Mary, I'd be 100%. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we get that. Um, he tells her he's saving up for a rifle. Okay. How do you, how, what are you hunting raccoons with? He must be saving up for a new one or something. Okay. All right. So then she tells him she'll see him later. Meanwhile, in the house, Harriet is confused because she tells Nels that Nellie has been going to her room early every night to study, but her grades are down. Mm-hmm. Nels actually says he likes Luke and thinks he's a nice kid. Mm-hmm. Of course Nels would. Jenny, do you have an index card? Why would I have an index card? On Nels? <laughs> no, I don't. But he does it. Mary, it does say, you never had any taste. <laughs> yes. And he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Later, Nellie and Luke are out, and he asks her to go to a corn shucking at it, Miller's farm. That's where they take the husk off the corn? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. On Saturday for Flag Day. Nellie says yes, and that it's her birthday, and she's almost full grown. Uh, Were you okay. like, Ugh. She's 15, FYI. She's like, I'm almost a woman. I don't mm. know if she's turning 15 or is mm. turning 16, but she's... Mm. The actress is 15, which is the age of Mary, too, and that's like the age they are at this time. Then we have very loud twangy hick music, and then Harriet comes downstairs and catches them on the porch and starts screaming at Nellie. <laughs> and Nellie Here, says something like, Harriet this episode. is just a little deceitful. <laughs> yeah, she goes like, this is deceitful, and Nellie goes, well, just a little. And Nels does not give up. <laughs> Nels could care less. The next day, Harriet, okay, this is weird. Harriet heads over to see Beetle. Yep. And she asked Beetle to do something about Nellie and Luke. What is Beetle going to do? Okay, so as a teacher, this is way out of her scope of responsibility. Way out of her scope of responsibility. Like, what the hell? But Miss Beetle's like, yeah, I'll go out and talk to Mr. Sims. Miss Beetle's like, I'll go to Mr. Sims. Sure. (laughs) Okay, so Miss Beetle heads out to the farm and she explains to Mr. Sims that Harriet is upset and they have this weird conversation, and Mr. Sims is, like, all enlightened about love, and he's like, I love love, and people should be allowed to love. And Miss Beetle, Beetle is not carrying out this duty. No. Miss Beetle's like, I love pigs. She says they're cute. No, yeah, they're okay. gross. They're gross. I mean, you could respect pigs. Sure. I don't respect have to lie pigs. and say they're cute. I don't want to be around them. I just right. respect them. Right. <laughs> and I feel like Miss Beetle's, like, an inside cat. Just the way she dresses and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Jen, then he gives her an enormous ham all to herself. 
Yeah. Jenny, you live by yourself. How that long would it take you to eat that ham? Four years. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't eat it at all, but four years if I was eating it. You'd be like Googling, what do I do with fucking ham? <laughs> how do I, how, can I freeze a ham would be the first thing I'd be Googling. Then he tells her to call him Adam and she's like, I'm Eva. And then they oh, realize it's Lord. Adam and Eva and they giggle. Hmm. And he he was all pro teacher too. She was like, yeah, loving that. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, he is. He's a good catch for her. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The next day, Luke ditches Nellie and chases down that hot piece of ass. Mary he's ma- is he macking on Mary? <laughs> They're hanging out by what I've called the makeout tree, which yeah. is the Johnny Johnson tree. And and Nellie sees all of this and Nellie's is rightfully working. upset. She's lurking. I mean, she was walking down the street. <laughs> like he, It's not like he was slick about this. No, not at all. Yeah. Once Nellie runs away, Luke is like, okay, she's gone. Let's go. I didn't even understand what was happening I know. Here. I forgot about this. So I don't know how Nellie was expected to not exactly. misconstrue this. Exactly. Exactly. So then they go, Luke and Mary, into the mercantile, and they're buying a ring. Yep. Okay. And then I wrote, here's my progression of it. <laughs> they go in the mercantile and pretend to buy stuff. I think he's buying a ring. It's a piece of jewelry, definitely. Oh, wait, is that a ring for Nelly? He wouldn't be that dumb, would he, to ask Nelly to marry him? <laughs> and Nelly, I'm like, if Nelly sees him Nelly sees him with Mary, like she's going to burn the motherfucking house down. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude. Nelly asks Harriet what he was in there buying, and Harriet's like, Luke bought Mary an engagement ring. <laughs> Harriet. No. And Nellie freaks out. I'm like, she's going to kill Willie or burn the house down. I would or be really afraid she's of Willie's safety. She's unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> Later, Nellie is crying on a swing in the schoolyard and Miss Beetle finds her. She's very sweet to Nellie. And then Nellie says, <laughs> this is pretty good. She's like being all sweet to her. And Nellie goes, I don't want to be an old maid like you. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Miss Beetle's Miss like, Beetle, um, who's probably 30. Yeah. Miss Beetle's like, why don't I go talk to his hot dad real yeah, quick? Yeah, I'll go talk I'll to him. I'll solve this. Hold on. I want to figure out how old Miss Beetle is. Pause. Okay, we're back. Jenny, go ahead. She's 36, which she's one of the few people who looks really good for her age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At she this does. time. Mm-hmm. But like that was older then. Well, she's doing sweats and hanging out in the desert with Jim Morrison. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But she so actually good. is one of the few people who I thought was younger than she is. Yes. All right. So, Beetle decides, you know, I'm going to go out and talk to Hot Dad. And he heads out there and she starts telling Luke off. But then <laughs> she he explains that the ring is actually for Nellie for her birthday. Yeah, and then Miss Beetle feels bad. Beetle's like all embarrassed, and Adam tells Beetle that a man should treat a woman all tender and gentle. And then Luke is literally mending fences. <laughs> he, is, he goes and mends fences. <laughs> then, all right, so then the father, Adam, tells Miss Beetle that they be- he better go to the corn shucking himself just to follow up on this situation. Oh, God. And so then Miss Beetle's like, it's funny, I was thinking about going too. Is this puritanical, like, is it the whole puritanical thing of, like, this time in America that makes, like, the Victorian era that makes dating so freaking awkward? I have no idea. So then he asks Beetle to go to the corn shuck in, and she says, yes. 
Like he's single, she's single. They're of well, well beyond consenting age. Like, what is? Why does this have to be so awkward and weird? I don't know. Back at the Olsons' gen, the family Nels, Harriet, and Willie are getting ready to go to the shucking. Yeah, I wouldn't. Okay. I'm not surprised they're going to the shucking. But and okay. Nellie refuses to go, and she angrily picks up the Viewmaster. Well, she's beating herself with a pillow, also. Yes. Just then, a knock at the door, and it's Luke. He arrives with flowers to go to the shuck-in. I just want to say shuck-in. <laughs> Anytime I can. <laughs> he gives her the ring. They play sweet music, but still with the twangy thing underneath. Yep. Nellie loves the ring, and I wrote, Nellie loves the ring from this broke-down Jeff Daniels. <laughs> It's kind of like a broke down young Jeff Daniels. Yep. So Nellie and Luke arrive at the shuckin' holding hands, and Luke says they may have missed the firework, and they start kissing, and the fireworks go It's off. Nellie's first kiss. Nellie's first kiss. And I so, just put, where's Charles, Carl's Jr.? Because <laughs> there's fireworks going on. <laughs> Make sure he is secured somewhere. <laughs> Jenny, what is the next logical step after a first kiss? Get married. Yeah, get married. Okay. So now we have a weird scene of Luke and Nellie running through a pasture. So this is the falling in love with the Sims montage. It's bizarre. (laughs) They're literally, I have it on tape. I'll throw it out there. It's like bizarre. They're skipping through a meadow. Well, and then Miss Beetle's chasing a pig in a dress. And I'm like, why is she wearing a dress? But like, what, what, what are the other options? Yeah. Yeah. Then we have Luke chopping wood. Then we have all four of them on a picnic. It's the falling in love with the Sims montage. And I wrote, I wonder if they're eating ham, because Miss Beetle has a fuck ton of it. No, but <laughs> Beetle has to hang out with Nellie. Um, and then I said, let's take a minute, Jen, to discuss how weird it is that Beetle's on a double date with her students. Yeah, it's super weird. And it has to be weird for Luke, too. Then Adam and Miss Beetle go near the river, and they have a discussion where he starts by saying, I'm just a dumb pig farmer, and she's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. She's like, I'm just an old maid. Then he proposes. By the way, I have the age written here. He's actually, I'm sorry, I got wrong. What'd I say? 38. He's 37. Okay. Okay. This dude is 37 So they're the same age. She's 36. She looks, he looks 20 years older than her. Yeah, I agree. A distinguished 20 years. Yeah. But he looks it. Yeah, he looks much older than her. Miss Beetle says they have to think, she has to think about her age and her work. Like, do you really want a washed up old maid like me? I mean, he already has a kid. And 36 is young enough to have a kid, although it would have been, you know, like riskier then. But still plenty young enough to have a kid. If he wanted another kid, he already has one. Maybe he wants a better one. (laughs) He wants a better one. I mean, that's what happened with mom and dad. (laughs) All right. He tells her to take her time and think about it. Then they kiss. Luke and Nellie see this and he decides to ask Nellie to marry him. Oh, Lord. She has the appropriate response of, I don't think I'm old enough. Nope. I am not an adult. But then Nellie says she'll think about it, but I'm not going to ask my mother. Okay. I have an index card. (laughs) On Nell's? No, not on Nels. <laughs> okay. Can Nellie legally marry Luke? So, no, the answer is no, not without parental consent at this time. So, because she's 15. Or maybe when her birthday comes around in a couple of days, 16 at the Maybe most. 16, yeah. But the legal age was 18 without really? parental consent. Really? I'm surprised by that. Um, <clears throat> well, it's weird because it 
it don't forget most people who would 15 and 16 probably had parental consent yeah like that would have been super common but the age actually of marriage in early america is not as young as you think it is like okay from 1652 to 1800 the mean age was 19.5 to 22.5 for women so that's not that young wow through the post-civil war era it was 22 to 24 years old okay the biggest drop in age since the 1700s was by the baby boomers. Of course. They ruined everything in the 50s, man. They ruined everything. Starting in the 50s when it dropped to 20. So that's okay. like, that's, you know, that's the, there's, you know, mom got married when she was 17. Mm-hmm. You yep. need a parental consent. Yeah. The median age right now, two thousand well, 2010 is the last census. 26.1 for women, 28.2 for men. So that's gotten way up. Way up. Um, some of the first known marriage laws were in ancient Rome, eh? Hmm. Caesar Augustus. They must have been the, awesome. The Caesar Augustus marriage, law, marriage laws. Before then, it was considered a private affair and was unregulated by the state. The marriage age for boys or girls was considered the state start of puberty, which was set by the state as 12. Yikes. But don't forget the life expectancy in Rome. Like, as, as harsh as I would was love like to judge 20. it. was 25. Yeah. Now, the infant mortality rate was super high, so that pulled the average down. If you remove the infant mortality rate, it was about 50. But still, okay. like, you were considered ancient if you were 50. <laughs> it was, like, the equivalent of being 100 now. Yeah, yeah. So, like, getting married when you were 15 then made sense. Mm-hmm. When you're living to be... You know, even 65, 70, it doesn't make sense. Even, yeah. Even 50, it doesn't make sense. But medieval times, the Catholic Church lowered the age of betrothal. Is that how you say that? Betrothal? I guess. To seven. Cause Whoa! Catholic fucking church, man. For both girls and boys. But the age of consent to get married was still 12. 12. But don't forget, there was no concept of childhood either. That's true. That Childhood a is a very modern yeah, thing. That wasn't a thing. But yeah, so um, when the when we were in the colonies, it was twelve for girls and fourteen for the uh, for boys. But then there was a, some marriage laws passed in like seventeen fifty three that raised it to eighteen. Okay, so this is a lot. So this is they have no parental consent, so their marriage should be invalid unless you pull a gram. And oh, you forge right. your birth certificate to get married early. That's right. Mm-hmm. She did do that. Mm-hmm. She did a lot of weird shit. But this justice of the peace just marries them, no questions asked. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Okay. All right. So Luke and Nellie are getting married. Miss Beatles getting married. Everybody's <laughs> getting married. So Nellie goes over and she sees Miss Beetle and she's like, "What do you think of marriage?" Miss Beetle says it's a noble calling for a woman. You can be the keeper of the present and the mother of the future. What? What? I, ha- I had... Is she doing ayahuasca with Jim Mars in here? Miss Beetle. I know, right? Miss Beetle, like, I thought you were our feminist. I, I thought know. you were Lauren, Laura's feminist icon here. What happened? That's weird. Nellie says, well, what about age? And Miss Beetle assumes she's making crack about her being a spinster again. Yeah. Pops fair. off and says, what age shouldn't matter when two people are in love? And that's all Nellie needs uh, to hear. She doesn't realize what she just did. Nellie runs to Luke and tells him, yes, I'll marry you. And Luke says, because of your mother, we have to run away and do it. And Jen, there's somebody who wants to buy his prize sow. Sow. And I know that's a male pig, right? I think so. Yeah. And that, that should give them enough money for the wedding and the honeymoon. 
Yeah. Where are they going to fucking honeymoon? Where are you fucking honeymooning? A sleepy eye, apparently. Like, let's let's not pretend here. At the same time, Beetle tells Adam, yes, she'll marry him, and they embrace. And they go in the house together to tell Luke, but Luke isn't home. He's selling his sow. <laughs> At the Olsons, they discover Nellie is also not home. And how and do they discover it? <laughs> Willie goes... <laughs> I love this kid. Willie goes, oh yeah, I saw Nellie and Luke riding out of town hours ago with suitcases. <laughs> He's just sitting there looking at the Viewmaster like, oh yeah, I saw that. And they're like, what the hell, Willie? Why didn't he tell us that? He's I like, no one asked. asked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Harry goes to Nell's, get the shotgun. Oh, no. And they run. Okay, now let's talk about this for a minute. Next, we see Nels and Harriet heading to the Sims, but they're both on a horse. This is so crazy. Where's their carriage? They, I think I think Nellie took it. Oh. I think Nellie took it. Yeah. So okay. they don't have, she stole okay. their car. They fall off the horse. <laughs> Which was kind of awesome. But the best part of all of this is the horse runs away and Nels tries to get it back. He just goes. For like a second. Hey, come here. And then very quickly just goes in. Eh, the two of them are like, fuck, eh, we don't care about whatever. that horse. That horse is gone. It's fine. <laughs> Goodbye. I thought that was hilarious. It was really good. It was really good. Okay. So they go in the house. Now they're pulling up to, to Beetle and Adams here. So the adults realize the kids have run off to elope and they need to go the nearest justice of the peace, which Nell says is in Sleepy Eye. At the justice of the peace, let's talk about these motherfuckers. They're all Scrooge-like. Go ahead. Why is Mitch McConnell marrying Nellie? <laughs> Nellie and Luke. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. Mitch McConnell in a nightgown and <laughs> a nightcap. And his wife is there. <laughs> I don't know. So they're getting married, and Luke, after they get married, Luke's, they get married. They get married. And Luke's like, let's get a room. Uh, uh, like instantly. I don't need to see this. Meanwhile, here come the parents flying down the road, and they're <laughs> now they're knocking on Mitch McConnell's door. I have that. It's a race to save Nellie's virginity. <laughs> oh, God. Mitch McConnell tells the parents that the kids just got married, and they went to get a room. And then we see... The cringiest scene. Well, I like when Mitch McConnell's like, they're like, are you the justice of the peace? And he's like, what peace? <laughs> <laughs> so then we have Luke and Nellie. And, and, and they're like, I don't want to marry you. And Mrs. Wilson's like, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be married. <laughs> and Nels goes, neither do I. <laughs> Nels is like the master of calling. <laughs> no, he really is. Okay, so... They're, like, in this hotel room, and she's behind the screen getting dressed. And then she emerges in, like, a little nightgown and a cap. It's not a little nightgown. It's a giant robe. It's thin, though. Like, a thin little nightgown. And can I just say that there's this epic music playing. I think it's the same music that was playing when Laura was talking to God on the top of Jonathan's mountain. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Jen. Then he goes to change. Do we really think he has different pajamas? What is no, in his suitcase? No, he just took off his overalls. Tell me what's in his suitcase. A sandwich? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> and it's a ham sandwich. <laughs> All right. So he has his overalls on, and or he has his long johns on. Now there's crazy music as they move towards one another. Oh. Harriet Nell's burst Blow in. open the door. Right at this moment. And Harriet goes, Nels, make her a widow. <laughs> Damn. Damn. 
God, that was kind of awesome. <laughs> then <laughs> Harry fucking shoots at him shoots, with a shotgun. Yeah, shoots mm-hmm. at him. Mm-hmm. He goes running out. He runs, but he runs right into his father, Miss Beetle, and they wake up Mitch McConnell again <laughs> and demand that he unmarry these two. So then he just rips up the marriage certificate, and boom, they're unmarried. I guess I guess he annulled it because it wasn't consummated. So yeah, is that the right no? Is that the right word? Consummated, yeah. He annulled it, yeah. Everything was right consummated? there. I feel like what? Oh, I think of like constitute, like when you add, when you add water no. to like a no. a substance that's like concentrated. No, <laughs> that's what I thought I was saying. So he rips up the marriage certificate, Jen. Then he does like a good day. Well, I guess if if the marriage isn't constituted, consummated, consummated, you can annul it in those days. Like you clearly don't watch Married at First Sight because you'll hear the word consummated eighty five thousand times. Have you consummated the marriage yet? Well, Is that used to matter. That Are used to matter because it wasn't considered legal until that happened. Oh, it matters on Married at First Does Sight. Does it still ma- matter? Like in this day and age. Well, we do a lot of, have you consummated the marriage? There's a lot of talk about yeah, that. Yeah, but does that matter to the legality of it? I don't think so. No, yeah. no. But it, I think it used to. Like, I think Maybe. you could get it annulled if... I think it still does. I mean, it's some kind of, like, weird thing still in the books and not really yeah, put into knows. practice, if that's a thing. Okay, so, Jen... What a dramatic evening. What they decide to do next is bonkers. It's silly Adam bonkers. turns to Miss Beetle and he's like, hey, we have Mitch McConnell here. Let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> like, this man clearly doesn't want to marry anybody. He's fucking tired. It's the middle of the night. You just woke him up. He's super cranky and he marries them in like a sentence. And I'm like, where is their marriage certificate? Yeah. I didn't see anyone filling that out. And I wrote, this is dumb. Miss Beetle has literally known this man for 10 minutes. They went on one date. Well, we don't know how long that montage was. <laughs> the, the falling in love. That with the could have been montage. a six-year montage. We don't know. That's true. And she stays married to him. Actually, we know how long that was. Because before that, they were talking about how it was going to be Mary's or Nellie's birthday in a couple days. So that is a couple days. Because yeah. then it's her birthday. Yes. Very so that's good. like that all happens in like a week. Yeah. And oh she stays God. married to him. Doesn't she have a baby with him? I don't know. I don't even remember him being around. I think she has a baby with him. And they take off. Mm, they leave okay. town. I mean, do they murder him like they do John <laughs> Jr.? I don't know. <laughs> All right, Jenny. So whose fault is this? This is Mrs. Olson's fault. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Oh, For okay. trusting that her kid is not going to sneak out. Oh, okay. She, for All thinking right. Nellie's going to do the right thing. She she should have been super suspicious when Nellie's like, "All right, I want to see that boy that I really really like." Anymore. Right, and I'm going to go do my homework. Yeah, like you cannot stop teenage hormones. Like Mm-mm. she's going to do something, and then she's suddenly in her room studying all the time. Be suspicious. Be suspicious. Your kid is sneaking out. Be suspicious. Um, I'm going to agree with you, but for a different reason. Okay. I think if Harriet was like, I love that boy, Nellie would have lost interest real quick. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I, th- she I think it was just a rebellious been, thing. She should have just been more accepting. Yeah. Which for Harriet Olsen is a tall order. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jenny. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I go back and we look at the episode and we think about maybe a lesson or a theme or something we took from it that influenced us or our generation in some way. 
We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. So Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why we as a generation thought love at first sight was a completely reasonable thing. Because it was always in shows that we watched. Yes. Like they just saw each other and they were in love and that's it. They lived happily ever after. I mean, this was in our fairy tales. This was everywhere. This was everywhere. And it's completely insane. Like there's attraction. Sure. Right. But like that is not, that does not equal love. Right. Like when I saw Paul with the beard, I can be like, wow. That's not love at first sight. But I'm not in love with him. Right. Like there, in this, this message was just drilled home so Hmm. much. Hmm. Like so that, you, that you so, were going to have this moment and like that this is how it worked. Like there was this moment of like you saw the person across the room and like you fell in love instantly. And like maybe there were some trials you had to go through to like get together. But then you did and you, and you got married in like a week. <laughs> After he gives you a And it's hand. just it's setting everyone one up for disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. I agree they with set, that. They set a whole generation up for disappointment. They set a whole generation up for disappointment by pretending all men are like Paul Ingalls. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Nobody's going to fucking live up to that. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right, Jen. Mine is, this is why you don't double date with your students. No, you don't. You don't do that. Because uh, <laughs> Nellie and Luke are not on the same level as these two. No. and should not be getting married. No. So you don't double date with them. You yeah. maintain a student-teacher relationship. Yeah, because it's or not like... a parent-child. Uh, well, it would be one thing if Nellie was Miss Beatle's kid, and they were just bringing their kids along. Sure. That would be even weirder. But, like, you know, like, Nellie's her student. That is their relationship. Right. Like, Luke's there because he's his kid. All right, fine. Yeah, but why even bring... Well, you, I mean, people bring Laura on dates all the time, so who knows? <laughs> That's because Laura needs the scoop. She needs to know what's going on. Well, you notice there was no this is there was no paw in this. The the mystery has been solved though with Laura. Yes, thank you. Who it was the Mimi oh, that who hold was the on. Mimi that I put need that to up. give this Mimi. What credit. was that post? I'm gonna find out the Mimi because this Mimi Someone Jen, did Amy's she work. Out. She did Amy's work, which Amy was supposed to do this. And she found out why we see no hardly any Laura, or when we see her, she's like in the background talking from a distance. Now we know why. Because she had braces. She had braces in this season. And braces are a modern thing. You would never have had braces in in, in uh, 1870. So they couldn't show Laura close up or talking a lot because you'd see the braces. It's Tara. Mimi Tara. We bow down to you, Tara. Yeah. Oh my God. God. It was so obvious when I read it. I'm like, of course. You should have known this. Your kids are this age and have braces. But they have Invisalign. Well, you would know that in the 80s that wasn't a thing. Um, so I was filled with mixed emotions when I heard this. One was, of course this makes sense. Yeah. Second was sadness. This means we're not going to see her for a while, probably. Probably the whole season, yeah. Probably the whole season. My I mean, third, depending on her teeth, it could be a year. My third reaction was, huh, they're finally doing something about teeth on this show. <laughs> <laughs> And that makes me kind of happy because I've, I've talked to you guys about this. Like when you go back and watch 70s and 80s shows, like just before braces were a main thing, it's so weird to the yeah. world we are in now. Like you just never, you People very rarely see bad teeth now. And I know that, don't get me wrong, I know that's a privilege thing. 
but you don't see a lot of bad teeth in Hollywood. In now. Hollywood, yeah. Where back then, man, they just let those nicotine-stained choppers <laughs> all over people. Like, it was crazy. I'm always looking at teeth like, oh, teeth. And I don't have great teeth. Okay. Jenny does because she spent I don't. 18 years in braces. I had a lot. I had braces for a long time. You did. Do you remember Dad used to call you his little bottle opener? Yeah, that was nice. That that Cause was. Had yeah, because I had buck teeth. <laughs> I did. I had. I mean, I had eight teeth removed, <laughs> counting my wisdom teeth. So like f- four wisdom teeth and four molars. Like what was what was nature's plan for my mouth? <laughs> you just had too many teeth. Oh my God. I don't know, Jen. You were all teeth. <laughs> I don't it's like know. like a shark. And guys, when you grow up, like, with a sister who's way smarter than you, like, super skinny, popular with the boys, and she has a tooth problem, you cling to that. I mean, I clung to that. I teased her mercilessly about it. I mean, let's it. be clear. I had a tooth problem until I was 13. Right. But I, I, I really clung to that, Jenny. 12. I really I clung I 12. to it. I got them. Like, okay. I was always calling her names. I loved it. Then she got them fixed, and it was like, okay. All right, Jenny, so why don't you tell everybody listening what's coming up next? I think we should skip to season four, episode 15, Whisper okay. Country. Whisper Country? Yes. Okay. Reverend Alden oh boy. offers 15-year-old Mary her first temporary teaching position in a backwoods community. Unfortunately, it ends up being one of the most difficult jobs a young girl ever encountered. Now she must decide for a career, not to mention her family values are worth putting up the fight of her life. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Fun fact. You might have noticed in the opening scenes at the Ingalls home, Reverend Alden, Charles, and Carolyn all refer to Mrs. Sims as Miss Beetle. They all seem to have forgotten that she was married three episodes earlier, and here comes the bride. Oh, boy. All right, guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. Amy here. If you'd like to support our podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. To send us an email or connect with us on social, please visit us at genxthisisy.com. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.